Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm joined by my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey guys. We are so, so excited for this week's episode because World Beam silver medalist and incoming UCLA freshman Anna Potterariu is joining us today. I just have to say this might be one of our favorite interviews that we've done so far. Anna was so much fun to talk to, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing about her experience winning a medal at the World Championships in 2018 and hearing about some of her future plans too. Before we get into this episode, we would really appreciate it if you guys have been enjoying our podcast so far and you listen on Apple Podcasts. If you would take a moment to give us a rating and or a review, it would mean a lot to us. Even if it's just the rating portion, it takes a second and we would really appreciate it. Thank you so much in advance. We love you guys and we hope you enjoy this interview with Anna. I wanted to start by talking about personally my favorite moment of you, which was the 2018 World Championships. You won a silver medal on beam, which was only the fourth medal for Canada at the World Championships, which was pretty cool. Um, so just take us back to that moment and what was going through your head when you finished your routine. You looked so happy. We recently went back and watched it and you looked so happy. So just take us back to that moment and tell us kind of what you were thinking and feeling. Um, it was quite a surreal moment for me because it was my first Worlds and I was against such um, big names in gymnastics that I never even thought I would ever compete against. So just being in the top eight was incredible. And I like, I knew after my last skill, I was like, this is it. I'm going to nail this. And just afterwards, I was so ecstatic that I actually did that at a World Championships. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Did you ever think that going into your first world championships that you'd come home with a medal? And you did beat Simone Biles, which not a lot of people can say they've done that. I, it never crossed my mind. So, like, I literally have no words. That's how still, like, shocked I am that it actually happened. It still feels like a dream, but... What was going through your mind as you were watching the other competitors? Because you were in first place up until the very last routine. So were you watching the other gymnasts? Um, kind of. I, I get really scared when I watch people compete. So I barely watch. I'm like, like looking through my hands. Um, but when I saw the Chinese girl, her routine was stunning. And I was like, if she doesn't beat me, then I don't know what's going to happen. So when I saw her score come up, I was like, she deserves this so much. So your coach, Elena Davidova, was she wasn't down on the floor with you that day, right? Uh, she's actually an FIG judge, so she's oh. judging me. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So she was judging your routine? Basically. She, oh. like, judges the judges. Like, she's, oh, like, okay. at the top. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So, what was it like seeing her after the meet and getting to share that moment with her? We were both so happy. Like, we worked for it for so long, and 
at the beginning of that year, I fractured my foot and it was a rough process getting there. And we had a lot of numbers in the gym and worked together a lot before this competition. And to come out on such a positive note, we were so ecstatic. And you dealt with some injuries last year. You withdrew from Pan Ams with a fractured foot, I believe. And then you were limited to bars and beam at Worlds. So how do you think that affected your performance last year? Um, at Worlds, I didn't really have much time to prepare. I was I only had about a month since I came out of the boot to try and compete bars and beam. And I kind of grew a little bit, um, which altered, um, I guess, the way I did my skills and routines. So it was hard to come back into full shape so quickly. Mm. Did you feel any pressure because you had won a medal the year before? Did you feel any pressure to have to, like, repeat your performance? Um, I think in the back of your mind, it's always a little bit. I was trying not to think about it at all because I knew that um, I didn't put in the numbers that I needed. And it, it was a struggle to get there, but we did. And if anything, I just went out there to have fun. And I was like, we made top eight again, which is, like, a really big deal. So... It's definitely something you should be proud of. Thank you. So next I wanted to talk about the Canadian team and what you feel the team's chances are of maybe getting on the medal podium at the Olympics next year. Because I feel like you guys are a strong team. You have a lot of talent. And you were pretty close to getting on the medal podium at the World Championships in 2018. You guys finished fourth, which was the highest finish ever for Canada at a World Championship. So... When you guys are all at your best, do you feel like there's a possibility that you could be in contention for a medal? Um, you know what? Like you said, we're our team bond is really strong right now, and we've been working hard together for quite a few years, um, trying to build off of what we need and what each, per, each person can bring to the team to try to bring it as high up as possible. And like you said, 2018, we were really close. We weren't too far off. So I think if we can get into peak shape, it's quite a possibility. So switching gears, I want to talk a little bit about your commitment to UCLA, which you announced in October of last year. How did you decide on UCLA? I just, like, I never thought I would go to, like, such a school until the coach, like, Chris Waller, he came down and watched me train, and then we kind of talked a little bit afterwards, and I was like, oh my gosh, why have I never considered this school before? So I'm like very academic based. So that was a big part of it. They have many opportunities and help and, and they're really good with like helping to set you up for the future and jobs and everything. So uh, that was a really big part of it. And just to have like a really good gymnastics team and coaches and who are really supportive of like the nicest people ever. That was just a really big plus. In the back of your mind, was college gymnastics something that you always wanted to do? Uh, yeah, I did want to always do that. Yeah. When do you leave for UCLA? I'll be in September. So oh, okay. Like one month. Yeah, it's coming up. Are you excited? No, I'm so excited. <laughs> do you know who your roommate's going to be yet? Uh, Shay Campbell. Oh, okay. So she's nice. a level 10. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what you want to major in yet? Right now, I'm thinking biomedical engineering. Um, it's quite a hard one, so I'll see. Start taking some classes, and what I like, I'll go based off of that. Yeah. Before you announced your commitment, had you ever been to a UCLA meet before to watch? 
No, I've never been to a college meet before. <laughs> I know I've only seen them on TV and they're so hyped up. I love it. I know. They honestly look like so much fun. I wish I was a gymnast so I could go to UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, UCLA in particular, too. Like, college gymnastics is fine, but UCLA has amazing crowds, so you're going to have a lot of fun. I know. Yeah, they're, like, I next know. level. <laughs> um, did you ever consider deferring until after the Olympics? Like, once everything got postponed, did you think about maybe deferring, or were you ready to go to college, basically, right away? Um, it did take, like, we did take the pros and cons, and um, I talked to my coach, I talked to my parents, and they basically said that it was up to me to make that decision and I the thing is when I go there Chris and all the other coaches they've coached Olympic athletes before so and um Frida she's also trying to she's trying for the Olympics as well so it'd be nice to have someone else who's on kind of like the same pace and level as me mm -hmm. and I'll keep in contact with the gymnastics Canada coaches and my coach as well very often and they'll always be and the gist of things and yeah I think it'll be a good change but yeah it'll be really fun so just to confirm I guess is your plan to still be doing elite gymnastics while you're in college kind of like what Shailen Olsen was doing um I do want to go to the Olympics so after that I'm not too sure if I'll still continue with elite but at least for next year I will yeah. okay what are you most looking forward to with college gymnastics if you had to pick one thing one thing um or you can pick multiple sticking, things like <laughs> okay i think just sticking a dismount and they all have like a little move i think that they do mm -hmm. so i've already made up mine it's secret oh um, dang it <laughs> <laughs> i always do that to gym and the girls are like you should do that after your routine i'm like yes i will <laughs> so and then when like the crowd goes wild i always get like chills and stuff when that happens so yeah, well, we look forward to seeing what your move is. <laughs> and I want to talk about the Olympic postponement because that's kind of the big news lately. And Canada actually withdrew from the Olympics before the games were even canceled. So take us back to that moment when you first heard the news and how you were feeling in that moment. You know, I think it. I, we all kind of like knew it was going to happen just because of how severe things are already getting. Um, but when I like heard the news, that's when I was like, this is actually real. <laughs> and yeah. It kind of hit me and I was in a little downfall for a little bit because I was like, okay, I've trained for this my whole life and it's just gone like that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, but I slowly worked my way back up and talking to coaches and friends again, they kind of brought me back my good spirits and um, then when they announced that it'll, it won't be, like, canceled, it'll just be postponed, that I think helped a lot, too, to kind of regain motivation. Yeah, because it's probably hard when there's, like, so much uncertainty with it, like, not really knowing. At one point, you know, no one knew if it was even going to happen still. And then when they announced it was postponed, it's like, well, good, at least you kind of know what you're working yeah. for still. So, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being an elite gymnast and having to deal with all of that. It's even like all the athletes, though, because we've all been in such peak shape for like so long trying to prepare for this competition, right? And I know it's early on, like March is still early, but we're still almost in peak shape at that time because it's hard. You can't go too far down because it takes a long time to come back up. Yeah. A lot of gymnasts, at least here in the United States, couldn't train for a long time. Were you out for a bit as well? 
Yeah, I was out for about a month and a half or so. Okay. So that's not too bad, I guess, because a lot of gyms here were out for, like, three months. There's still, like, here, we live in Michigan, and there's still some gyms that aren't open. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, at the, not at the elite level, but, like, I know some, like, local gyms and stuff that, or have, like, level 10 athletes that they, they're still not training, so. Yeah. How is it stuck down there? Is it, is it, like, how are the cases? Um, it's getting better, especially in Michigan. At one point, Michigan was one of the worst, like, states. And then it, now it's gotten a little bit better here. But I think as a whole, like, the whole country, it's still not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. How is it in Canada? We're getting pretty good. Um, I don't think too many cases, at least where I live in Ontario, I think we're getting, like, maybe average of 150 cases a day. So slowly getting better. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. I was going to ask for you, because you did take a little bit of time off, it sounds like, what was it like coming back? Did you have any, like, mental blocks, or was it, like, weird for you just to, like, have time off and then come back? It was really weird, um, especially bars. I could, like, barely do handstands <laughs> my first, like, day back. Um, my coach actually had, like, little pom-poms that she would wave in the air every time we did <laughs> but even if it was like the tiniest little thing and um I think I was pretty like stressed out before the whole quarantine thing and like with my injuries and stuff going on um it was just a lot so having that break was really good physically and mentally for me so when I got back to the gym I was more motivated to do stuff and even though it took a really long time to get back at least um I like regained a love for it that I forgot I had you know yeah. like I've always loved to do gymnastics but I was always so like I need to do routines I needed to prepare for competition I never had time to relax and actually enjoy it yeah and it is rare for elite gymnasts to actually get a break so it was probably pretty nice for you to yeah. have like, not only a break for your body but also that mental break that's probably pretty nice exactly. <laughs> um yeah. So how are you doing now? Are you, like, if you had to give yourself, like, a percentage as far as, like, how back you are? How, how back you are? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I didn't know how else to word it. In my mind, I'm like, how do I word this? Well, I mean, like, okay, so 100%, 90%, like, yeah. where are you at right now? Um, beam, I'm almost 100%. Um... The others, I haven't been doing too much floor involved because I've still been taking care of my foot, so that's pretty low. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe 50-ish percent. Okay. Um, yeah, something like that. Okay. And I want to talk about the Olympics because I know that's a big goal for you. Was that something in the back of your mind that you always dreamed about going to the Olympics? I feel like a lot of elite gymnasts say that they want to go to the Olympics. They knew that when they were a young kid. So was that the case for you? Um, I didn't really know what the Olympics were, and I didn't understand its meaning until um, we had a girl, Christina Vakulik, and she went to the 2012 Olympics, and that's when, like, a bunch of um, TV stations came to our gym, and we had a big TV, and we were all watching her, and that's what it, I was, like, nine, so I was, like, kind of oldish, but yeah. um, I don't think it really set in until I probably hit, like, junior but I was like, this is what I really want to do. Mm -hmm. And then other than the Olympics, do you have any other like goals or aspirations that you, you know, things that you want to achieve in the sport? Um, 
I think that is definitely the main goal and just to have fun with everything along the way. I think happiness is one of the most important things in life. So as long as you're doing what you love and you're happy with it, then there's nothing else better. That's good. Um, I want to ask you about your coach. I know you mentioned her like at the beginning of the interview, Elena Davidova, because she just so happens to be the 1980 Olympic all-around champion. So what is she like as a coach? Um, quite amazing. Like, um, she's really funny. We always like put each other in a good mood. We literally are the same person sometimes too. We think very alike now, especially after so many years together. We've even started like almost matching outfits, not even purposely. Like I'm always wearing like the same color sports bra as her shirt. <laughs> That's funny. It's awesome. Yeah. And she she knows, like with so much experience, she knows when to push you harder. She knows when you're ready for a skill. And she also being like such a high level judge, um, she can detect the littlest mistakes and help you fix it right away, um, which some coaches may not have because of that, right? Yeah. I was going to say, that's probably an advantage for you, truly. Yeah, that's a big advantage. Like, toes and knees are the biggest thing. You'll probably hear them mentioned, like, 10,000 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever looked up, like, videos of your coach on YouTube just to, like, see some of her competition footage? When I was little, all the time, that's all I watched. Because being Romanian, too, my parents would always, like, show me stuff with Nadia and everything. So, obviously, Elena would always come into my YouTube channel as well. Yeah. That's so cool. Did she ever tell you any stories about, like, her time as a gymnast or, like, her experience at the Olympics? All the time. She always tells me. I, I, think, I think she loves sharing it because then you also, like, revisit those moments, right, that were really awesome and yeah yeah just thinking about it probably makes her really happy and it makes me happy when she's happy so. yeah have you ever seen her medal like her gold no, no actually oh i wonder if it's back in russia i have no idea i should ask her about yeah that. you should i feel like that'd be a cool thing to see yeah it would be maybe Ooh. that's just me like because i'm a gymnastics fan but i'm all into like let me see the medals <laughs> That would be really cool. Wow, I never even thought about that. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, okay, so we have a few social media questions. So we asked fans to give okay. questions for you. The first one comes from UCLA Gymnastics underscore Slays on Instagram. And they want to <laughs> know more about your friendship with Brooklyn Moores because you guys are obviously going to be teammates at UCLA and you've been on world championship teams together. So what's your friendship like? Um... We have like the best bond ever. I, I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, I'm like really outgoing and she's she's pretty outgoing, but she's also more on the shy side. So I don't know if I really annoy her all the time or if she just finds me really funny. I have no idea. <laughs> I just continue because uh, yeah, I can do that. So I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we became really close at uh, the 2018 Worlds because that's when we roomed for like three weeks for the first time. So almost like living with each other for that long, you tend to become quite close. And we share pretty like similar experiences in gymnastics. And I guess that kind of brought us pretty close together as well. And mm -hmm. We keep in touch like every single day. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you guys get to see each other? Um... 
not too often. She lives about like two hours away from me. Okay. I I have gone to her gym for like some training camps, just like little ones with maybe just me and her and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mostly just at national competitions or training camps. Okay. Whatever competitions we do together. Yeah. Okay, so next question comes from Leela Can Dance on Twitter, and she wants to know what is your favorite city or country that you've competed in? Um, I think Doha uh, and Tokyo. They're, they're both, like, really close. Mm-hmm. But Doha had, like, really good food. And I personally love Indian food. So, like, we had so much curry. And, <laughs> and then it was really, like, modernized. I've never been to such a like a city like that and it was so hot too it was like middle of winter here in Canada and then we went there and it was like 30 degrees oh wait that's in Celsius that's in Celsius. That is probably like over 90 degrees in Fahrenheit yeah it was awesome so do you get to like sightsee after the competition do you get to go out and like explore um sometimes we did in Doha we got there pretty early because we didn't know what the environment was going to be like what the equipment was going to be like so we were like three weeks before the competition even started so one of the very first days that we were there we went um on camel rides and went riding in the sand dunes oh my god that would be so scary (laughs) there was a lot of screaming in all the videos (laughs) i can imagine (laughs) yeah Next question comes from Swaggy Gym Nerd on Twitter, and they want to know what skills you want to do in college, and then what your dream for music would be. So I'm assuming they mean at UCLA. Okay. Um, what routines, like specific event, or or what skills? Well, yeah, like I guess, is there any like particular skills that you want to carry over from maybe your elite routines? Right. Um. So probably for the most part, I'll mostly be competing bars and beam. And I'll probably keep like my shaft and stuff on bars. I don't know, either shaft or Tkachev, one of the two. Um, for beam, probably aerial layout instead of layout layout. Once again, like I haven't talked too much with my coaches about this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see when we get there, I'll have more information about how, like what's the best way to be more consistent, right? Yeah. Dream floor music. Um, I really like, I've always said I wanted an ABBA floor team because I've been obsessed with ABBA for so long. It's either that or like a Broadway music or even like a Romanian music would be really cool because it's always so like upbeat and I've always wanted a routine where like the crowds are like clapping and joins in. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to ask you about your floor routine from 2019. Like, what was the inspiration for that routine? Because I kind of liked it. It was like, there was like a woman's like, yeah, right? in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, for quite a few years, I've done more of like a tango-y thing. Um, and I kind of want to change it up. And once again, I'm a pretty funky person. And I like to smile during my routines. So I was trying to look for funky music. I couldn't really find any, but then the choreographer sent that. And then I was like, oh my God, I totally want to do that. And then my coach was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited for you at UCLA because I have a feeling it's going to be amazing. I can already tell. Real quick, I just want to go back because we were talking about skills. And I also wanted to ask you about possible upgrades that you have for this coming elite season? 
Um, I don't know right now. I'm still taking it one day at a time, trying to get my old skills back and see what's kind of going on with my foot. Yeah, it's mostly my foot that's been limiting everything. Hopefully bars, I downgraded a lot for Leekanda once again because my growth and it was hard to get up to a harder routine. So I'm hoping that I can at least get a higher difficulty for bars. Yeah. How is your foot doing? Um, it's, it's okay. I mean, I saw the doctor today and I don't know if, I think I can tell people. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to get surgery on it. Okay. Um, in like two weeks to kind of fix it up and okay. now if anything is like the best time because it's been limiting me for so long yeah I was just gonna say that I feel like if you're gonna do it now probably is a good time because you yeah. kind of have a little bit more now you have an extra year you know until the Olympics so I feel like exactly if it's gonna better you it's probably good to do it now wise yeah. decision and <laughs> yeah and then you see like coaches are like pretty up for it as well because I'm going to have like so much constant treatment there and you know they have a bunch of I guess workout people that will know how to deal with it and ankle specialists so yeah Yeah, you'll be in good hands (laughs) yeah exactly so the last question comes from Kaden Alexander 06 on Instagram and they want to know what gymnast what gymnast did you look up to when you were growing up um Christina was definitely one of them because I watched her train ever since I was a little girl and I was always like oh my god <laughs> I remember seeing them do so for like Tkachev on bars you do like a little like prep set thing and it kind of looks like a giant that you just stop and fall over and I would always get so mad I'm like I can do a giant why can't they do a giant <laughs> but I never do for Tkachev Anyways, um, off topic. (laughs) um, (laughs) I also grew up watching um, Dominique Mociano, once again, because like Romanian, and Larissa Yardaki, and Catalina Ponor. Yeah, those are definitely... Legends. Yeah. (laughs) We're we're really Romanian-based families, so my parents are like, yo, you have to watch this gym, it's so good. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, well, that was all we had as far as questions. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or anything that you wanted to say to your fans? Um, to my fans? It's so weird that, like, I have fans. I still, like, haven't processed that yet. Like, when people ask me for signatures, I'm like, oh, yeah, I may have won a world medal. <laughs> I kind of forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll just say that I guess I, I love you all, and thank you for all your support throughout the years. Thank you so much to Anna for taking the time to come on our show. And also, we want to say happy birthday. We know you celebrated your birthday over the weekend, and we hope it was amazing. And we also just want to say best of luck to you at UCLA in the fall, and of course, with your training for the Olympics in 2021. Next week, we'll be having a conversation with mental performance coach Rebecca Smith from the Perform Happy podcast, and we'll be talking about some of the problems within the culture of the sport all around the world, and also discussing possible solutions that we think will make for a happier and healthier environment in the sport at all levels. Also, make sure you're following us on our social media. We're at allthingsgympod on both Twitter and Instagram. And as always, you can email us comments or suggestions at allthingsgympod at gmail.com. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Bye. Bye.